Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. in other leagues as well. Special announcement coming from Ricky Burtz of Champions Indoor Football, which I am the director of operations. He is the commissioner. About the streaming, that's important stuff for those in the indoor league. But we are here. We're here to talk about the the, the sports at hand, the things that are going on in sports. And, I, you know, last week, Cuervo caught me off guard. And I say this because I wasn't ready for it. I did not see what had happened regarding Charles Oakley. I didn't see it. That don't mean anything. I'm half blind anyway. But I I finally had decided three days ago to see what all the hubbub was. And I, I there's a lot that I've got to think about this as far as Charles Oakley is concerned. First of all, Charles Oakley back in the bad boy days, and I, I say bad boy days, I'm talking Patrick Ewing, I'm talking Charles Oakley, obviously, Bill Lambeer, you know, all those guys that were controversial, Patrick Ewing, all those guys that were kind of controversial as far as today's game is concerned. Let's face it, the guys that played back in the 90s couldn't play in today's because it's a bunch of, you know, oh, hands-off kind of things. Charles Barkley could not play back in those days. It it wouldn't even be close. It would almost be embarrassing. Uh, uh, But it's a different kind of game in reality uh, as far as that is concerned. Crazy knucklehead of turbo. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I get Our it. Our was I terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. I know. I know. It's crazy knucklehead terrible the way the game has changed. And it's, it's like I said, it's almost embarrassing to sit and watch an NBA game. It's hard. And the main reason is because I'm old school, okay? I'm old school. Big time old school. 
and seeing where the game has gone from where it is to where it's now. I, I guess if you want to call it more of a finesse game, um, but it, to me, I look at how basketball has changed so much in life. I mean, if you look at it back in the day, okay, um, you could put your hands on your kids. Can't do it now. Back in the day, they used to be able to push, shove. Dennis Rodman, my God, that guy used to shove everybody. Can't even touch kids now. Can't even touch LeBron James. Can't even touch Dwayne Wade. Can't touch these guys. Can't touch this. I go back to the days. I mean, it is the MC Hammer of basketball. Can't touch them. Can't touch this. Can't touch them. Don't touch me. I, I tell you, I find it hard to watch. Because I know what guys can do. That's why I like high school basketball, because they still got a little physicality in it. They let them play. And sometimes it's gonna, someone's going to knock each other. I'm going to tell you right now, you go to a high school game, there are eight minutes each quarter for a reason. and uh, But it goes by so fast. Uh, because there's a lot of pushing and shoving going on in a high school basketball game. Believe me, I know. I called them. Over the last five years, I've called over, I'd probably say, 125 basketball games in high school. And they remind me of the day. It's one of the reasons why I like high school basketball. Reminds me of the day. But the Charles Oakley situation, let's be honest. All the film is right when Oakley shoves that one security officer. And by the way, it was a shove. And it was in his face. He he didn't hit him per se. He laid hands on him if you want to. But this guy was shoving this guy out of his face. And shame on the uh, shame on the Knicks, by the way. What if that was a fan? Oh, you can't heckle the owner of this basketball team. Which, by the way, the Knicks have been a joke. Probably since Oakley, since Ewing, they've been a joke. And part to blame on that has to do with Phil Jackson. And I'm calling him out, man. I'm calling him out. That guy needs to be fired. I don't care how many Super Bowl championships he's won. I, you know, Evidently, whatever he is pushing out there is not working with today's team. Now, that having been said, that tells you also something about where basketball has gone to. A guy like Phil Jackson can't be – and it might – explain why a lot of teams would not want him to be the general manager. Just look what he did. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to take three years to get over Phil Jackson. As Phil Jackson was great on the basketball court as a head coach, he has been pathetic as a director of operation, whatever the case may be. Look at that organization. It is pathetic. It's unwatchable. They're not even in contention. They're embarrassing. And that's what Charles Oakley was saying. And it comes from ownership, too. Making decisions, whether it's Phil Jackson or the owners or all of them, a guy who's got enough pride in his game, that being Charles Oakley, sitting there watching this, he goes, this is disgusting. This, this, it's an embarrassment to what we built. 
And Knicks fans, and let me tell you something about Knicks fans. Okay, they're from New York. They're, I think they're more New York than New York Yankee fans. Because if you're a Knicks fan today, you've got staying power. I mean, could you imagine the Yankees never really being good? How many people would actually fill Yankee Stadium each and every week? They wouldn't. But you put a winner out on the court. But the Knicks, it's a different story. It's Madison Square Garden. It's pathetic. That whole situation is pathetic. An owner getting mad at a now retired player slash fan, and he can't be a fan, but it's because he used to be a player? Oh, stick it. That's like telling someone you can't be a fan of a sport and go to different types of sports, maybe different leagues or whatever. You know, it's like saying you can't have an opinion about how bad your team sucks. And, and Oakley and, and Oakley was letting it be known. I, I'm, I'm going to say, because we can't see the film, he was probably letting it be known. Yeah, look at this crap that you put out on the foot basketball court. Yeah, this is the crap we've been watching. Hey, Phil, thanks. And the fans can't be happy. It doesn't matter if it was Charles, Charles Oakley or anything. It just it just compounded the embarrassment that the New York Knicks have been for the last, God, how many years? So the fact that Charles Oakley says, you know, mm, nah, uh-uh, uh-uh, it's an embarrassment. And as a franchise, the New York Knicks have to take a look back, and that incident alone has to change your opinion about it. Now, that having been said, calling in Michael Jordan to cool down this situation, listen, does Charles R. Oakley, has he ever, and those that know, has he ever been able to flip-flop on his opinion or how he feels? So they bring in yeah, oh, you know, since Michael Jordan's coming in, maybe we could just, maybe we could smooth this over. We can smooth this over. I'm Michael Jordan. I got all the money in the world, and I could just have old Charles Oakley on the head, and everything will be just fine. I'm sick of that, too. Can Michael Jordan be done, by the way? And I know, and I know Cuervo, He's not going to hear this tirade until afterwards. But Michael Jordan, he, he is not the get all get outs. Now, the guy is the best basketball player in the world. But God, first of all, he was horrible as an owner. He is a horrible owner. If he is still an owner, hell, I don't know. I only keep track of him. All I hear about is, oh, how much money old Michael Jordan has? I don't care. Michael Jordan is over. And the problem is, the guy was so damn good, they can't recover. Whether it's Dwayne Wade, whether it's Bosch down in Miami or LeBron that they tried to put together. You know, it, there's no way. I don't, I, I don't, LeBron, first of all, I'm putting it out there. LeBron's never going to win as many rings as Michael Jordan did. Never. I'll put that on the ring right now. 
but Michael Jordan coming in to calm things down? Like those guys were buddies when they played. Can I? Can can we talk? I mean, can I join Rivers, y'all? Can we talk? That's that's a ridiculous thing. And statements coming back, Patrick Ewing, back your guy, back your guy, back your era, and that's what it is. He 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 kind of wussed out on the whole thing. Frankly, I'm embarrassed for today's players and today's coaches. Doc, you know, those, those, those guys, why weren't they over there trying to stop this? Going, yo, 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 take a chill. Let's figure out what happened here instead of overreacting, which is what happened. First of all, arresting Charles Oakley for, for whatever. And it, it, that security guard, oh, he was hurt. He got hit in the face. He got shot. They got moved around. Okay, I don't know what to do. It's the wussification of this nation. Thank you, Tyron, for that statement. I've never heard it before. You said it, but that's another thing. I mean, arresting Charles Oakley. Can't we come on? Charles Oakley. Now, granted, was it on the level? Granted, he wasn't a top 50 of the decade or all that crap. This guy was a guy that you relied on to be that guy. And I'm talking about today's guy that you gotta have a thug. Now, I'm not saying he was thug. He just played well. He played hard. It just kind of adapted that you don't mess around with Charles Oakley out on the basketball court. And there were certain guys you didn't mess around with in the NBA. And he was one of them. Oh, no, he, he's so hurt by words. He's a billionaire, for God's sake. Oh, you, can't, you can't turn away. It, it'd be different if it was me. I don't have any money. If I had any money, I could care less what people's opinion of me was. Wouldn't give it two seconds. You could come in my face and yell at me and go, man, you suck. Some of you suck. Well, I get that all the time. But you, some of you suck. <laughs> a billion dollars. What a... <laughs> Fine, you're a fan. But Charles Oakley was a fan. He took the fan away from a guy who had a love for this sport and a love for this team, and he got he and he did. Oh, oh, he yelled at the owner, and that's what we're seeing now. We can go back and hear what everything happened, but the the fact of the matter is, when you talk about video, it says a lot. All you gotta do is go back to Ray Lewis and see that whole situation. Video has a lot. There's no video of how it started, so it's he said, she said. And, but here's what I'm gonna tell you: Oakley was on his ass. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. He was like, "You suck, you suck." It, oh, it, but and because it was Charles. Oakley, a former Knickerbocker, he can't express his opinion as a fan, like all those thousands of people that were sitting in there, and if he paid for the ticket, if he didn't, is irrelevant, by the way, all right, because they give away tickets to fans, too. He's a fan. He's got a right to that opinion. I don't care. Aesthetic as the Knickerbockers are, they deserved everything that Charles Oakley could give to them, everything. So whether or not someone thinks that Charles Oakley has the right or should he be able to do it, that part is irrelevant. He's a fan. Of course he has the right to do it. Now, and, you know, I believe the fact he wasn't doing nothing, you know, that, to cause anything. I don't know. Was he throwing around some words? Maybe. 
what fan hasn't? But you don't throw Charles Oakley out. What you do is say, hey, Charles, can we talk to you really quick? Let's get you, can we calm down a little bit? But no, I, the part I seen was them physically trying to – first of all, physically you're not moving Charles Oakley. See how many security guards it took? How many security guards was around Charles Oakley? Pretty pathetic. And the guy's retired. He's got more gray hair in his head than my beard, which is a lot. And, they, and you're not moving Charles Oakley until he wants to unless you got a gang of people. Security guards, you know, you know, it's part of your job. Shut up. Oh, he, he, he got shoved in the face. Yeah, he did, because he put his hands on Charles Oakley. And, and Colin Cowherd defending the other side is pathetic. I don't know the guys at Rappaport. Michael Rappaport was on. Now, he was a little bit more of a fan side of a guy, so, but I agree with him. But I'm going to tell you, this is down to pettiness, where you can't even be a fan if you're a former player and you can't express your opinion regardless of his good, bad, or indifferent. Here's another thing. I don't know Charles Oakley at all. You know, I, you know, I put it out there. But he hasn't said anything any differently or maybe even in that instance that a fan who was really dissatisfied with this franchise, which they should be, would have done. The Charles Oakley thing is a joke. And frankly, the Knicks are the one that need to apologize doing that to a store, doing that to one of your players, one of your guys, not letting them express it. I would, uh, you know, and Patrick Ewing, shame on you for not backing your guy. He was your guy. You should have been your guy. You should have been backing him. Oh yeah, dude. Charles don't want, or Patrick don't want to mess up him getting tickets later on by agreeing with him. That's all that boils down to. Guy has no spine. Why don't, you, why don't you say what you actually feel? But I, I want to get back to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, why wouldn't, why would Michael Jordan, why wouldn't they have called Patrick Ewing then? Because he's a wuss. Because he showed his colors on that. So they had to bring in a guy that they fought up against. And, and frankly, you know, it, I'll say it. Charles Oakley, he probably can't stand Michael Jordan. His ass all the time. Get it. And Draymond Green, why don't you shut your mouth too? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Dr- Draymond Green, okay? Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm on this show. I, I throw my opinion around, okay? That's what we do here, okay? But Draymond Green, you're a basketball player. Shut up and play basketball. Oh, should he have a right to say? Sure, whatever. But you want to go to that and then how this whole thing has turned racial. Now, that part, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, and I don't even want to hear it. I'm not even entertaining it on this program. This had nothing to do with it. And Draymond Green's big mouth had to make it an issue. Unbelievable. How about, how about take statements from irrelevant people and not listen to them, like a lot of people do with my opinion? <laughs> And then sometimes you'll say something and it will never, people won't ever get over it because they're, they're crybabies. You know, you know how many people have listened to this show, gone away, and just can't stand Sonny? 
although I basically put out an opinion for this type of show. That's the format. And they didn't like what I said. They didn't like what I said or what I put on Facebook. It hurt their feelings. I don't care. You don't have enough stones as owner, player, or whatever the case may be. You know, then don't listen. And if it hurts your feelings that bad, I'll tell you. Owners, that thing over New York, the owners of that team, you know, wuss. And if you can't get over the fact someone saying something bad about you, okay, and you want to hold a grudge, and the relationship still goes on, and, you know, movements or things that are said that won't be left alone, Oakley will never live this down. I don't care how much they, they'll kiss and make up. They'll do it great for the cameras. Listen, Charles Oakley isn't interested in that crap. It's pathetic, really pathetic. But, you know, it is what it is. We get to that point in what sports is all about, and we go back to just patting people on the head and say, you know, it's okay. But owners, you know, toughen up. We're in this business. This is what sports talk is. That's what Facebook is. A lot of people are going to say a lot of things about you. I'll tell you right now, if I had the money that some of these owners had, or even even on a lower level, I could give a rest fat ass what a Sonny Clark says. Sonny Clark's irrelevant to my existence. I mean, you know, you can't turn that away. You want to hold a grudge against, you know, uh, a Charles Oakley or people in the media for saying something. Get over yourself. Here we are, Sunday morning. It is that being said, uh, 20, almost 25 minutes into the show. Sorry I had to go out. I, I, I never, last week, Quavo caught me off guard. I didn't really even know about it. I just briefly scanned over the top of it, hoping to find something I can cling on to when he asked me about it, and I didn't know. So I, I, just, I said, we, so I'm glad I was able to take a look at it. Bringing in Michael Jordan. God. I love the way they put that out there too. Oh, even Michael Jordan. They had to call him Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is not all get out. Just because Michael Jordan talks doesn't mean that the whole world has to come to a screeching halt in the NBA. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's Michael Jordan. Let's see if he can smooth this over. Listen, have you ever been so mad at someone you'll say, yeah, you forgive him, but still hold the grudge forever? You know, what makes them think that Michael Jordan will smooth that whole thing out to where they never have a problem with each other again just because he's Michael Jordan? Please spare me. That's not the way human human beings react. I mean, look at the petty BS that went on in this incident. But that's the kind of pettiness that stays. You can make a statement about someone and they'll never forget it. And they'll look at your face and smile at your face all day long. Like nothing ever happened. Behind closed doors? Well, that's all that. Yes. Charles Oakley just decided not to be two-faced about it. 
and he let him know. I'm glad he did. You know, I think it was actually entertaining. All right. What we're going to do, take a quick break. We don't have Cuervo on yet. He said he was going to be here. Don't matter. We're going to fill this up. We're going to deal with it later on in the day and the announcement coming for Champions Indoor Football. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about indoor football. Yes. And the reason why is because, my looks, we got two indoor football teams in this area. And those that you, you guys got to get into some indoor football. So let's do that. Um, if Cuervo doesn't come in, I'll, I'll run with that. And talk a little bit about that as far as the uh, new indoor football team up there in the IFL, in the Indoor Football League, the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles. I got some opinions about that as well. We'll take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And when we come back, hopefully Cuervo will be here. If not, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about indoor football. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-Star HVAC Contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-Star HVAC Contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-Star HVAC Contractors. Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, we are back here on the couch. Co-host in there. I've got to put this out because I, I might lose the co-host right here. I got to keep him on mute just for a minute because I don't know if he heard Sonny Clark going off. The Charles Oakley bit. I've already called the owners, called the Madison Square Garden, everything. Cuervo asked me about this week. To be honest, when he asked me, I didn't hear about it. I learned about it all this week. I called out the management of the the. The Knicks, they're a pathetic disgrace. Phil Jackson's part of that disgrace, deserves to be fired, should have been fired because of the pathetic performance out on the basketball court from the New York Knicks, and it is Phil Jackson's fault. And then they bring in Michael Jordan, like he can smooth everything over because he's Michael Jordan. Oh, let's call Michael Jordan. Yeah, he can... He can help. I'm so sick of it. You know what? Michael Jordan, I, I give the guys the best basketball, but this guy's not the all get out. So, and Patrick, you and you're a wuss. Don't stand back behind your guy. You're an embarrassment. But the NBA acting like Michael Jordan can solve any problem, like it's, you know, he can do it. Oh, we'll bring in Mike. Michael can do it. Hey, Michael's irrelevant, except for the fact that he's got a lot of money. All right? If everybody thinks that Michael Jordan is so wonderful, I think I can get it. You know, you got a love affair going with Mr. Tennis Shoe. But, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, just because Michael Jordan talks don't mean people listen to it. Look at him as owner. Look at it. Just look at him besides what happened out on the court. He, he is not all get out. Now, granted, He's got all the money in the world, so he can care less about what he says about me, which is what the owners of the New York Knickerbockers should have done when it came to the simple fact that guess who was jumping on his ass? And that was Charles Oakley. I believe that's what happened. I believe Charles Oakley was a fan saying that that the owners suck. Look at this piece of pathetic stuff coming out on the court. And he got mad. He let it be known. He finally blew up. It finally got enough. 
and yeah, and, and then let's bring Michael Jordan in. Let's bring that old superstar and let him solve the problem. Oh, yeah. You didn't know. Well, let's bring him in. I know I might just lost a cohort. Oh, somebody. It's Cuervo on a Sunday morning. You got the brief barrage that I went off on before you joined in. Cuervo, good morning. How you doing this Sunday morning? I'm well, Sonny. How are you this morning? Absolutely wonderful. How's it going? Now, you you heard what I said now that I know the story a little bit better about the um, situation over there with Charles Oakley, one of the bad boys back in the 90s. Maybe not as a big bad boy as others, but still bad enough because I know who he was. I knew how bad he was. Uh, situation over there. Let's talk about it a little bit more now that Sonny's a little bit more intelligent on the situation. It was this something, in my opinion, has been blown completely out of the proportion. And guess what? The media's jumped on it. Why not? That's just what they do. Um, but I, I think there's there's nothing about nothing. This was a for, former player that was pathetic or sick and tired of the pathetic thing that he's seen out on the basketball court from his former team. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with expressing, you know, your your frustration, especially when a guy, you know, a guy like Oakley who gave so much of his career to that franchise and, and heart and soul. You know, you know, twenty years ago it was the total opposite. The New York Knicks were were one of the class franchises in the in the NBA, and, and and you look back at the history of of uh, the New York Knicks. I mean, they're one of the most, you know, I guess I don't want to say underrated, but least talked about franchises that have a very rich history. I mean, you look at all the Hall of Famers that have played for that team uh, throughout the years, and and now it's come to what you see today, and and, and it's a total one eighty turnaround from what they what they once were. So, yeah, of course, Knicks fans. Well, so is the whole NBA, Cuervo. Let's be honest. I mean, you go well, back in the days when Oakley played, it looked like a, it looked like a, you know, a wrestling match half the time out there. Now it's, the game is not about wrestling. It's not about physicality. It's about finesse and meaning you can't touch anybody. <laughs> Charles Oakley, um, Charles Barkley, uh, Patrick Ewing, Bill Lambeer, these guys couldn't play. Oh, today. that was terrible. Crazy yeah. knucklehead of terrible. I know it's terrible to think that, but it's true, Charles. I'm telling you, you couldn't play today. Well, yeah, I mean, he would fall out every game. Basically. Every if, game. If those, guys play, if those guys played in today's NBA, they'd fall. I mean, just and trust me, Sonny, you know, you know I call fair. I call spade a spade. You look at the Thursday night game with the Bulls and the Celtics. Yes, you know, ten, 20 years ago, that's not a foul. I mean, he that's barely touched Jimmy Butler's elbow. He barely touched Jimmy Butler's elbow. Now, there's a difference between the 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 letter of the law and really making a call on something. And, and yes, I, that's I kind true. of go back. I kind of go back to the Des Bryant catch in Green Bay. Okay, now the the rule by in black and white. If you go off of that, it's not a catch. But That's when true. When you look at the play, when you look at the play, Des caught that ball. I'm sorry. He caught he the caught ball. It. He, caught he caught it, but ball. by today's rules, of course, it's not a catch. Yes, correct. Now, you go back to Thursday, all right, by rule, 
that was a foul. He made contact with his elbow. It affected the the shot that Jimmy Butler took. But again, come on, man. We, I mean, you mentioned those guys that played 20 years ago: Lambeer, uh, Oakley, Barkley, Dennis Rodman. Um, you know, uh, uh, Xavier uh, McDaniel's. That, that was the guy that got on Jordan's. That was the guy that got on Michael's nerves. And that's because he got on Jordan. He got under Jordan's skin. That's why I liked him. And, you know, the lovable Reggie Miller. Everybody that loves oh, yeah. Reggie Miller. He was yep. another guy that he got physical, but he was also – there was a lot of talking, too. And, and and nowadays, you'll get technicals if you say certain things you, that you – uh, oh, now yeah. that you could have that you could have gotten away with twenty years ago, I mean, it just it's a different league. Like the NBA, honestly, in my opinion, I've got one word for the NBA: soft. It has become very, very soft. It's it's just it's it's how how did Kobe Bryant say it? It's like Charmin now. It's oh, Char- yeah. it's Charmin toilet paper. It's very soft. So, I don't know if you remember um, back in the nineties, Cuervo. I'm going to take you back take you back in time. And I want to go to one Bill Lambert. Do you remember yep. the mask he used to wear? Do you remember the mask he used to wear? Yeah, the same one that he, Rick Hamilton used to wear. Exactly. And here's the thing. He's wearing that mask, okay? Why? Because there's blood everywhere. But guess what? On that play that made Bill Lambert put that mask on, no whistle. It, and, and I won't tell you right now, there should have been a whistle, but there was no whistle. And guess what? Bill Lambeer, what he did, sucked it up, put a mask on, make sure everything was fine after he got back, and didn't cry baby about it because that was the game. And and, and I love Bill Lambeer. I really do. I, I He is the guy. Him and Patrick Ewing, boy, I'm going to tell you right now, there were some huge battles underneath the basket with him and, with him and mm-hmm. uh, Ewing were unbelievable. Those were stellar games because of the physicality of the game. Now I, yeah, I just was, I, I worry about the future of the game because you can see physicality if you want. You go to a high school basketball game because th- those kids couldn't play on the NBA level the way they play today. I've called over 120 high school basketball games and I've seen better quality because of the physicality that was a happen in a game. Yeah, and I'm sure the rules are a little bit different too. Where, you know. It's kind of like uh, what are the street rules, Sonny? No, no blood, no foul, right? That's what that's it is. When yep. You, when when you when you go to your local parks and and you know that's the rule. You don't even have to mention it. You just know when you go to a park that like that's that is the street rules. No blood, no foul. And so and and go ahead and be that guy that that calls a foul on on a ticky tack, you know, slap of the hand <laughs> or or the wrist or or something like that. At that moment, and you hear the names he's the called uh, throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, you've lost all respect on the court at that point. You know, I mean, you're going to be the last guy that gets picked if you even get picked. Yeah, and so. you know, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a different game. It's one of those things. Even Westbrook at one point, you know, he took a hard hit. He wore a mask, right? I mean, I remember. What, didn't Westbrook used to wear a mask for a little bit for Oklahoma? I, if, I'm, I might he, be wrong. He did. No, no, yeah. you're right. He did, um, you know. But I mean, he's he's even been known to be a guy that complains about uh, little calls and you know talking about I'm going to go after him when I see him again. It's like exactly, and, know, and that's on, why man. I like Michael Westbrook. I, I think that's it, Cuervo. He, he'll complain about it, but he can dish it. At, but at the same time, 
you know, it's understood. I don't think Michael Westbrook is probably too worried about the physicality of the game. I really don't. Uh, he has to do that because that's today's basketball. This kid grew up playing rough and tumble basketball. It's the reason yeah, why he, I think my guy, he's so good right now. Well, he's an L.A. kid, Tony. So, I mean, he, he grew Absolutely. up. Absolutely. You know, when, when you grow up in those, those big cities like that where, where you can't show weakness, you know, um, it, it, it does say a lot about those type of those players that you see. In the, and you can tell who's who. Like Dwayne Wade, he's gotten beat up yep. his whole career. And he and he rarely, rarely complains. And then you got guys from small towns, <clears throat> Akron, Ohio, that wants that wants every <laughs> wants every single call. Oh. That's the thing. That's the thing that drives me the, the most crazy about the NBA now, Sonny, is that you know instead of worrying about what's going on in the game. They throw their arms up and they're giving that referee like the dumbest look on their face. Like you're not going to call that. Like go back and play defense, idiot. Like stop worrying exactly. about getting fouls, getting calls. Like go get your man and go play some defense. Like and and and, and then sometimes it costs guys a game. It costs. It costs some buckets, uh, too, by the way, Cuervo. It costs some buckets. By them taking the time to complain about it, like you just said, they need to get back up on defense because it costs some buckets on a fast break usually. Exactly. So instead of worrying about getting every little ticky-tack call, hey, if the rest don't call it, the rest don't call it. After the game, go ahead and and you say, oh, hey, maybe the the ref could have called this call, whatever, whatever. And especially with a guy like LeBron James who who has – uh, a huge voice in, in the league today. Um, people are going to listen, you know, but, but, but they, they, a lot of these players today go about it the wrong way. Like they, absolutely they complain about it at the moment and it's not going to do them any good. You're hurting. Hold them back. You do that because yeah, because like I said, now you've got a five on four situation because you're too worried about throwing your arms up at the referee. Like you need to call that call. Ref. I can't even watch it, Cuervo. I mean, it's it's hard enough to watch the the quote-unquote highlights. Um, So that being said, now, bringing in Michael Jordan, was that overkill? I mean, because to me, this is me, because I go back to the 90s, and I go back to Charles Oakley could give one great big rat's fat ass of what Michael Jordan can say or whatever the case may be. I believe that. Because they played in the same era. He may have respected him as a ball player, but as a person, I'm going to tell you right now, those guys didn't turn to each other for emotional support. I don't get why bringing in Michael Jordan is the end of all to get all. Michael Jordan isn't all that great. He's got all the money in the world. Great. Wonderful. Who cares? He's irrelevant, especially as an owner. and, And I don't even know if he's an owner anymore. So I'm, talking out of the side of my mouth a little bit, but at the same time, when he was, if he's not still an owner, he was pathetic too. Um, so his talent slide right there on the basketball court, nowhere else. Sonny, it, it hurts to hear me, to hear you say those things about MJ, but you know, it, it, everybody has their opinion. So, but the reason they brought Michael in, believe it or not, they're, they were actually they still are. They always were really, really good friends. Now, did it did it have to get to that point where you got Michael involved? No. But I think Adam Silver was like, hmm, I think if I bring Michael in, 
this will get everybody's attention and we can fix this thing that much quicker. And honestly, like Adam Silver, what he did, he really went out of his way as the commissioner. And I give him a, I give him a lot of props though, Sonny, because wow. he could have just easily said as, as, I thought it was as weak. a, uh, no, well, 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 here's the thing. He could have easily been like, look, that that's, that's a problem internally. You guys handle it. Well, Here's the thing. It was never going to get handled. And, and I think what that tells Adam. Does it have to get handled, that, though, Cuervo? Does it, can't, can't Charles Oakley just hate that, that owner of that new team and be all – or do they got to be all buddy-buddy? I mean, you know, Charles Oakley, well, you know – I mean, come on. Honest, I mean – Honestly, I, I, I don't think here, – here's the deal. I don't think Adam Silver cares if they get along. The reason I think he got involved is because it was getting too much attention in the media nationally, and he wanted to squash it. So they're like, okay, let's make this meeting. Let's, let's you know, roast some marshmallows and uh, sing Kumbaya, and everything's going to be good because he wanted to, to take the attention off of the whole situation. He wanted that to be gone because – of the negative, the negative spotlight that it was given the NBA as a league. Didn't it, it, wasn't didn't even it just, just magnify the problem, though, Cuervo? Not really, because it, 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 after it was all said and done, and after their meeting, and you know, Michael talks to uh, Charles Oakley, and Adam Silver talks to James Dolan, the owner, and everything's all hunky-dory, now nobody's talking about it anymore. Now it, it's gone. Now, had that meeting not happened, would we still be talking about it right now, you know, almost two weeks later? We don't know the answer to that question. But Adam Silver, his thinking was, okay, I've got to get this negative story out of, out of uh, 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 you know, the headlines and, and whatever because he's given the black, uh, a black eye on the league. And, and um, so he didn't want that. And – that's why he did what he did, and that's why I say he went out of his way. And honestly, I mean, I'll put it to you like this, honey: Would David Stern have done the same thing if it was David Stern, or he would have just said, "Hey, I don't care. You guys put on the boxing gloves, do what you got to do, and and handle it." Like I think there's David something Stern to be said about that. So I, mean, I, I, I think I think there's a, there's a goodness to that, and and it's okay not to agree. It's okay that let's you know and. and the fact that it was a quote-unquote negative for the league, no, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not. It's a negative to the to the Knickerbockers. Do you think anybody in Memphis well, cares about what happened over there? Do you think about anybody well, cares, uh, you know, as far as NBA-wide, how it affects their team? That's not going to affect their team in any way. If anything, it just affects the New York Knicks in a very negative way. Well, but, but it's the – it's funny because it was the New York Knicks, a storied franchise. That's why it got so much attention. If it was the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, it would have gotten mentioned, but it wouldn't be getting the attention that it did. Because here's the thing. You got to think about this too, Sonny. So if this happens, right? On top of that, what had happened, what was going on in New York just before that? The thing between Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony. So that's why it was getting so much attention because it was like, it was one thing after another with the New York Knicks. It was everything was going on at the same time, and it was just escalating to this huge uh, 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 story about okay, what the hell's going on in New York? Like, 
how, how are they doing running this thing in New York? So that's that's why it was such a big deal because you had the thing going out with Melo and Phil Jackson, and then this happens. Uh, I mean, the team is bad itself. I mean, they're I mean they're losing it's horrible, losing a lot of games. And, and this is the franchise that and the way they're losing too, Cuervo. It's the way they're yeah, losing. It, it's a bad it's a bad situation up there, Sonny. So really that that's why Adam Silver was like, look, this is. I've got to find a way to get the attention off of the New York Knicks. And a lot of people would be like, well, who cares? Just let them handle it. Well, we got to look at it from the commissioner's standpoint, too. It's like you don't want one of your more popular teams in, in the league to be getting bashed all over, you know, sports talk radio across the country. Like, you know, I mean, some some commissioners might be like, oh, who the hell cares? Like, I don't know. Roger Goodell probably wouldn't care, but, but, you know, everybody's different. And I, I think that had a lot to do with why he decided to step in and kind of get involved in what was going on in New York, just because of everything that kind of just added up to one huge ball of, of, you know, negativity with the, with the New York Knicks as, as, as a whole. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it's it was a bad bad story. It, but but it, let's get let's let's look at the Knicks in reality. Phil Jackson needs to be gone. I mean that guy should have been gone last year. By the way, Cuervo. I mean th- yeah, this it, guy has it, done a horrible job. Which just goes to show that just because you're an all time great coach doesn't mean you know squat about running a franchise. Yeah, it's not working out, Sonny. I mean, you know, and, and, I mean, I understand you have to at least. Give a guy like Phil Jackson, eleven-time NBA champion for, uh, as a coach, uh, a shot at a job like that. But you know, just some guys just aren't meant to be anything more than what they were good at. I guess. So, that, oh, I mean, good you, point. Look, look at. Yeah, don't do you know, more at, than what you're good at, and can you accept it? Yeah, I mean, Michael. Michael. I mean, he. Trust me, as much as I love Michael, Sonny, he's not the greatest owner. He's he's had his struggles as an owner. Yes, um, huge. You know, so uh, Larry Bird tried coaching. Magic Johnson tried coaching. It, it, and Larry it, got it, it out. Wasn't... Larry was so smart, and Magic were both smart. Listen, I can't do this. I just can't do it. And I, I mm-hmm. love the fact that they were able to do that. That because it 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 just goes to show that there are certain things. You can be a leader on the court, but le- being the leader of the team is totally different than, you know, being the guy that calls the shots, thinking that you know what could be best for a team. Now, having been said, Larry Bird had some success as a coach, but he also realized that his coaching tactics won't work for today's game. And and, and there's mm-hmm. another guy, Larry Bird. Larry Bird was a guy that would get in your face out on the basketball court. You want to talk about physical Larry Bird was a very, very physical basketball player, uh, which could not play in today's game either, as great as he was. Could not play. Um, Magic could play. Magic can play. I think Magic could have maybe adapted his game a little bit more, and he could have played in today's game. Yeah, I think he could have too. Um, I mean, I think any of these guys could have really done it. Um, I think Larry would have been fine. I mean, he's he was a, 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 a shooter, you know, kind of like Dirk is today. Definitely a shooter. Dirk Nowitzki. You know, um, so. He goes to the uh, hole, boy. 
He'd go to the hole. He wouldn't care who was in his way. And not only that, take on the biggest one that was in front of him and act like it was not a problem. It probably wasn't because he was Larry Bird. He wasn't afraid of it. And that's – gosh, mm-hmm. that right there might have just did it. They're not afraid of being physical. They're not. A, and the fact of the matter is these players today, they're not necessarily worried about the ticket. I think they're more worried about their money because if they get an injury – go into the hole, and they get fouled really hard. That just doesn't affect the game. That affects their money. And uh, later on down the road, I'm going to tell you right now that that Bird, Barkley, Lambeer, Ewing, all those guys didn't care about where their money was coming from in the next four or five years down the road. And, and that, that could be a big difference as well. It, it could be, Sonny. I mean, you know, and, and that's why, I like, and I'm glad we were on the topic of New York Knicks. You know, Carmelo Anthony, I, I just wish he would keep his mouth shut, okay? And, and the mm-hmm. reason I say that, because he had the chance to leave New York in that situation, and he decided that money was more important. So the fact that the team is bad and the fact that, um, you know, uh, that Phil Jackson is, is not making the team any better. Um, well, first of all, he made the mistake of re-signing you. Honestly. Well, that's true. You know, I mean, all that money could have went to getting, you know, two or three guys and could have, and could have made that team more all around and added more depth to. So, you know, to sit here and, and, and talk about how bad the team is and, and say that he's got nothing around him, and just kind of like LeBron, those, those, guys, those guys have no room to talk because they're a big reason why these teams are, are um, you know, they, they can only, they're limited to what they can do because these guys are taking max contracts. Like, look at Tom Brady in New England. I know it's a different sport, but that guy could be making so much more money, Tom Brady. Matt Castle made made more money than him for four years. Well, and and where did it get him? Where did that, it get that's him? That's a good point. So that that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, mentalities are different, and I think it starts really with you know certain agents that put it in their head, like go out that's and get true. as much money as you can, all uh, big time, uh, because. Yeah, because, yeah, go out and get your money because then you get paid too. So, I mean, I don't know. Carmelo Anthony, really? My my question is, because it's today's game. Back in the 90s, late 80s and 90s, early 90s, mid 90s, they didn't get the superstar. They made their superstar. Now teams are looking for the superstar more so than making their superstar. That's so huge in the day. You know, you you watch guys emerge, okay? You knew that guys had some some talent. You knew that maybe, but they they emerged. I mean, listen, Isaiah, I love Isaiah Thomas, okay? I do. But, you know, his first two years in the league, mediocre, and he came out to be a great – they had time to emerge. Now they go out to get the Carmelo Anthony that's supposedly the next big – more so than – making their next big thing. And that's the difference in today's NBA. Now you have to go out and grab them. I mean, look what Miami did. They had to go instead of developing anybody, which there's not a lot of time to do because it's about winning. Let's be honest. Uh, But developing that guy that could come out and be 
who you need them to be out of nowhere. It's got to be the number one or the number, the first round draft pick that you take, maybe the second round in the NBA. Why? Because it's so important. There are only what, how many 15 players on the team or, or 17 players, if I'm not mistaken, on the I team? Wanna, actually, I want to say it's 12, Sonny, like 12 or 13. Oh, that's right. 12. You're right. It is 12. Um, and, and it might be 13. I'm not sure. But, you know, the, the I, I see it and I get it. But back in the day, I, I want to tell you right now, Robert Parrish wasn't anything to talk about for his first three or four years of his career. Kevin McHale. I mean, really, nobody. They had to merge. They had to learn. They had to adapt. I mean, listen, let's be honest. Okay. I I think he should be a Hall of Famer just because of his speech. But as far as his basketball skills are concerned, Dennis Rodman adapted to what he does best. Like, we're getting back to what you're talking about. Listen, Mike, Dennis Rodman wasn't shooting the three-pointer, okay? He wasn't taking 15-foot faders, okay? This guy, he was going in for rebounds. He was going to lay the ball in. He wasn't the, wasn't the all-around, okay? Do what you do best and, and stick with it. And but nowadays you got to get that superstar now because there's so much money that is involved with it, and 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 you know it, it is today's market. It is the uh, you know the I guess what my brother you know says all the time the millennial years uh, moving into where everything is handed to you, and if you you, you got to go out. And it's not necessarily earned. It's usually just given your uh, anointed the next big thing. And guess what? They make you that way. If if it's not, you don't get a little time to make that anymore. You got you got a timetable. And and back in the day, the old days of the NBA, you had time to develop your guys. You develop a superstar. Look, Michael Jordan. You know he was good, but this first two years he was average. Uh, that doesn't. That doesn't work in today's NBA. It just goes to show the difference, right? Yeah, I mean, now now you have to be like instantly, you know, instant success. Yeah, yeah. Millennials they have to have that. <laughs> they have to have the Google result of everything. Right, right. That's it's it's a uh, uh, right now results type of uh, yep. you know generation, like you said. I mean, it, it, and there's no patience for it. It's like. And I get it. You know, in basketball, it's the one sport that one guy can make a difference on a basketball team. So big time. Um, you know, but but that's the problem, though, son. You got to find that right guy. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say, "Oh, we just need one guy." You got to okay, find him who's quick. That one guy. Yeah, who's the one and guy? And it's not that the you third need? or fourth round draft guy. It's not the guy who's getting picked in the fourth round. It's got to be in the first well, round, maybe second. Well, there's only two rounds in the NBA draft, Sonny, so you, you only got so many <laughs> guys to pick from. But, you know, That's true. It, honestly, honestly, I mean, okay, I'll give you a prime example. Um, so let's say, let's say the Carmelo Anthony for Kevin Love trade would have happened, right? Okay. Not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen now. No. Is that going to be the move that Cleveland needed or the Knicks needed? to get better or was it just eh, we want these guys to play together so let's make this happen because well, i think me, in new york thing like. is there anything to get rid of carmelo anthony because they, they are living to regret that decision 
every game, every minute in every game that that guy's out on the court, and they know it. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> they should have thought of that then. They should have <laughs> exactly. just told they should have they should have told Carmelo, look, uh, we love you, dude, you know, and I know you like being here, but uh, we have no interest in resigning you. And, and let him go free agent. Let him let him test free agency. I mean, what's wrong with doing that? I I don't see that in the NBA anymore. They don't let don't guys walk. They do. Quavo, it's why I don't. It's why I don't go to those games. You want to know why? I I go to the D League games down here, the Texas Legend. I go to indoor football uh, because I want to see guys learn. I want to see them play. I want to see them not be that superstar. I want to see something develop and to where later on, I love minor league baseball. And, you know, to where, wow, I remember seeing that guy in the minors, man, that guy was great, you know, and if a guy in indoor football makes it to the NFL, I'm just so jazzed. I mean, you know, I, I don't need me. I don't need the star power. I need to see the, the passion. Um, I need to see the guys that are willing to do what it takes to get wherever they got to get. And then what they do with it after that is up to them, you know, but, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, obviously we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the major sports. Of course, we're going to talk about them. Of course, we're going to bash them. Of course, we're going to look at a lot of things that are going on uh, in it. So this Charles Oakley thing, New York Knicks, obviously a little bit too much in talk, but I think one of the things when we went off air and you need to elaborate because Sonny hadn't had time to look at it. So Jimmy Buss and Phil Jackson, no more kaput. They're done. No, they're done. Who's done, Sonny? Phil Jackson and Jeannie Bush, or um, uh, Jeannie, um, the Lakers chick. Um, oh, Jeannie Buss. Um, Jamie Butts, yeah, I couldn't get the name. I was right there. I knew it. They're right there. And so they're no more. They're no. They're, they're gone. They're, they're. Yep. It's 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 over between those two. Wow. I did not know that. Is, is there an excuse? I mean, is, is there a reason? <laughs> mm, not that I know of, to be honest. But um, okay. I just I, I just I, know that. Uh, yeah, well, that takes no, that, no that takes the idea that Phil's going back to L.A. You know, kind of just whips right out the window. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I tell you what, though, um, this whole this whole Magic Johnson thing, him coming in and whatnot. Oh, um, God, yes. If if he has any say so, and he 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 said this, he said this. Like I heard him say it. The guy that he wants to bring in is the guy that that just retired, Kobe Bryant. Like he wants to bring him in, be a guy that works with with the players, helps uh, you know, I guess not really as an advisor, but just kind of more as like a mentor type deal where he comes in, helps him work on certain skills, and you think you know, Kobe can do it? it? Do you think Kobe? Do you think Kobe could do that job? Absolutely, absolutely, I think he can. Now, I say absolutely not. Go ahead. Does he Go want ahead. to? That's a different question. Um, I think it's more. You know, I think when I look at that Cuervo, I look at hell. He couldn't. He couldn't teach any of these young kids anything when he was playing. What makes anybody think that he? What would make him think that he could go out and do it while he's not playing? I mean, the guy was at the height of his thing, and he couldn't get guys to play. 
He couldn't get guys to play with a passion. He couldn't give their minds off the money. He couldn't do anything to change it. I don't know how a guy who's retired could go and do that and be a quote-unquote mentor when these kids aren't going to listen to him. I mean, all you got to do, all you got to do is take a look back. Who used to coach the Minnesota Timberwolves? Kurt Rambis. Guy has how many rings? No one would listen to him. You know, yeah. you think you think that Kobe could put up with it? I mean, that's a good point, Sonny. I, you know, I ne- that's something I never really thought about. But um, you know, honestly, um, it, it it would be it would be difficult because. Now the difference would be they wouldn't look. I think I just there he is. But um, I, you're jumping in a car, and I think we're losing reception here and there. You still there? I'm here, Sonny. I'm here. There you go. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, I think they would look at him a little bit differently. As you know, he's not a teammate anymore. He's just he's just Kobe. Like he's just coming to help out. Maybe, maybe they would look at him differently. These players, and again, maybe hmm. it just wouldn't work. I mean, there's there's really no telling. Uh, but you never know unless unless they try it. Yeah, something's got to change. I mean, obviously, because that that franchise is a franchise I don't want to. I don't necessarily mind the Lakers not winning championships. But not winning in general, it, it just takes away it, – it takes away – I mean, no one's even looking – I mean, I, I don't know. It just – no one's even looking to try to turn that thing around or, or willing to do what has to happen. I'm going to tell you right now, Jerry Buss wouldn't have put up with this. I, I, I just – you know, I don't know, Cuervo, maybe I'm thinking wrong. I mean, would Jerry – or uh, Dr. Buss would be – no, we need to get this figured out now, not next year or the year after that, which, by the way, they're two or three years away if everything started to turn around now before they could be good again. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some time. I mean, again, you know, the Lakers had the second pick in the in the draft. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's – we talk about, you know, you get you get a guy, but did you get the right guy? Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the tough thing. And, and all it takes is one, one, you know, jackpot selection, just like with, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you, you think the Knicks are bad now? Imagine if they didn't have uh, Porzingis. Oh, How that's a good point. Be? Yes. I, I think you're a great and point. As much as people are bashing Phil Jackson, don't forget, he was the guy that picked him yes. over – other other guys so and nobody had ever heard of him and then everybody was was bashing him like absolutely just crit- like demolishing his trying to demolish his reputation for making that pick and problem is what has he done since then you know you, yes. I mean, you can make one great pick you know that's that's good but i mean it's not just oh i made one good selection my job here is done like that's not how it works I mean, you can't and, you know, it, oh, it's yeah. not just about just the one pick. You have to continue to be successful with with what you're doing. You can't get content with. Well, I mean, you know, I, I drafted Porzingis. You know, I'm, I'm I'm the best GM ever. Like that's not how it works. Got to build on it. 
And if you don't build on it, it's going to be a problem. Did you watch any of the NBA uh, All-Star festivities at all? I didn't. I, I, I had no interest, zero. Um, but that, that's I, I almost have that uh, feeling about the whole league in itself. But uh, I, did you watch any of it? I wish I wouldn't have, Sonny. I'll, I'll put it to you like that. Wow, is <laughs> I it wish that I bad? Have. It, it was. Um, I mean, but the problem is, you know, the, the festivities themselves, I like it. You know, I, I enjoy the three-point shootout. I enjoy the slam dunk contest. The problem is, you don't know any of these guys. Like these, Good point. These are, they're, yeah. there's, there's guys participating now that you've never heard of before. Like, who is Derek Jones Jr. of the, uh, <laughs> the New York Knicks? Like, I never even knew that guy existed. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, Eric, and Eric Bledsoe won the three-point contest over Clay Thompson, over Kyrie Irving. What the hell? Like, really? That's why the NBA is so bad when it comes to marketing themselves, because they've got guys like Eric Bledsoe winning three-point shootout and Glenn Robinson the third uh, winning the slam dunk contest. Like, why isn't why why aren't guys like you know LeBron in the slam dunk contest? If you really want to market yourself over the NBA All Star Weekend, you need to get your big names in there, and, and they just have no interest. That's the problem. These, these, these do you, bl- do you blame no them interest. though? Do you, do you blame them? I, 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 well, I do. I, I, because really. I, it goes back to the way people look at the, what this is. Back in the day, Larry Bird, you couldn't get him not to play in the All-Star game. You, couldn't, you, you, you just wouldn't get that way. They would definitely be breaking their balls to get into that game. And, and you don't see it today. Yeah, you, you definitely don't. Um, it, it's you know, it's not like it was in the, in the early '90s, late '80s when yeah, yeah, I get out of that mode. <laughs> it's, yeah, Sonny, it's it's not the same anymore. Basketball is just not that. Really, if you look at it, all sports are like that. I mean, a lot of these guys just have no interest in participating in these all-star games. And, I mean, the, honestly, the one all-star festivity that you can honestly say is enjoyable to watch and there are guys participating that you know and you know who they are is the home run derby that's the only one that 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 is Good point. even Good worth point. watching unless you're a hockey guy i've i've watched some of the hockey like the little skills challenges and you know a lot of, you've got a lot of big stars in that one too but but other than that i mean you know uh, the the Pro Bowl really doesn't have a whole lot in the NFL. No. The, the NBA, I mean, like I said, you got Eric Bledsoe winning three point contest for God's sake. So, and in hockey, not enough people watch it, so you really don't even know what they do. It's pretty cool unless stuff, you're so. unless you're into hockey, you're right. It's not one of those yeah. things where everybody's going to sit down on a Saturday night and watch a hockey game. Exactly. So, really, I mean, the home run derby is is the big all-star festivity in my opinion where you've got the big names and you and and you know i mean you're seeing a lot of long balls get hit i mean that to me that's the one that i enjoy the most that's the one that i enjoy the most yep well that that's a big story um lots of big stories going on in other ones but if we got away from football we wouldn't even know what to talk about big story out there right now Darrell Revis and that whole situation over there 
I finally learned a little bit about this as, you know, I've been so busy, obviously, doing the things that I do in Champions Indoor Football. I haven't had a lot of time, but when I heard about the story about Terrell Rivas was like a couple days after it happened and everything. Mm -hmm. Now everything is beginning to come in line regarding Terrell Rivas and what's going on on that situation. Um, The big thing, you know, forget about everything that's going on. Jarrell Rivas has problems off the off the field, but he's got more problems on the field that are only going to be magnified by his off the field problems, whether he did it or not, or caused it $6 million. Are the Jets going to pay this guy to be a safety? Because let's be honest, the guy's lost a step or two or three or four. Uh, I mean, for $6 million, I don't think that's a bad investment, Sonny. I mean, you know, you look at the league, I mean, some of the top safeties in, in the league are averaging, what, 12 to 12 to $14 million, I would say? I mean, well, that's Earl what it's going to cost them, only $6 million to save fifteen. Yeah. So, I, why would you not do that? And if he's willing to play safety, then that's, to me, it's a no-brainer. To me, it's a no-brainer, and and it kind of seems like he likes being in New York. He wants to be a Jet. So you got all that going for you. You can get him for a less price. He's willing to move positions. He wants to stay. To me, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, pending pending the whole this whole legal matter he's got going on, I don't even know why this deal's not done yet. No, Cuervo, you got to decide if you're going to spend six million dollars to cut him. Or pay him $15 million to pay safety. That's what the situation is with Darrell Rivas. So, so, it's not, so it's not he's willing to take a pay cut. It's, it's whether or not the Jets want to pay him the $15 million, Or do they want to pay $6 million and cut him? That's what the situation is okay. with it. And that's where the money. I mean, $6 million, mm. you take Darrell Rivas. $15 million, you've got to ask the question, I think. Yeah, I okay, I misunderstood. Um well in that case mm, I think I think you let him walk. I, don't I think, think you, you do too. It, it's hard to put a fifteen million dollars, you know, thing on it. And, and part of the five-year deal, it was a seventy million dollar contract he signed in two thousand and fifteen. Okay, he's due to get two million dollars if he's on the roster the second day of the two thousand seventeen season. So there's two yeah. millions up on top of it. He also has a $13 million salary, which comes to the $15 million, but that also includes the $6 million guarantee. The Jets don't want to pay the $15 million for you know, a guy who's obviously declines on the wrong side of 30, like we always say, um, but they can ask him to take a pay cut or release him on or before March 10th before they have to pay that first $2 million roster bonus, and then, you know, it, this this situation regarding this contract, rem- I remember just a couple of years back, this guy played for nothing. I mean, if we remember, he went to another team and he said, "Let me show you what I got," and paid for almost not paid. Well, he got paid almost nothing. Yeah, that was Tampa Bay. They gave him zero. I think they paid him. I want to say like. I don't know, around ten million or something like that. That's what but it ended up was, after the year, but it was no yeah, money guaranteed. Yeah, zero guaranteed money. So that's that was the thing. Um, 
But, um, you know, like I said, I mean, they've got a decision to make. So, um, but I've got to run, Trini. I hate to, I hate to bail nope. early, but, um, you know, uh, breakfast is calling. So <laughs> you take nope, care of yourself. It's all good in the hood. I got it. No problem. Thanks for joining us a little bit of time. I had a little things I had to do this morning before I could got on air or I would have done earlier, but that's okay. All right. Well, we'll catch you definitely next week then, my friend. Sounds good, Sonny. Take care. You betcha. And that's Cuervo. He's the fine co-host of this program here on a Sunday morning. It is that being said. Uh, so we got a moment. We're going to take a quick break. I guess I need some more coffee. I mean, Sunday morning coffee is just not, and you, you do know the ramifications of not having that, co- you know, or having that coffee. So that being said, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll take care of a little business as well. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty? The Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not Nye Chadwick, dot jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. 
We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price, and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. All right, we are back here on the Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, hardest working man in the radio, taking me down to 12.30. Those that know, I am the Director of Operations of Champions Indoor Football. It is the biggest indoor football league. Want to talk a little bit about indoor football. It goes to the different league in the IFL. Uh, they had a big, 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 did I say big? For, for indoor football, it was a big opening. Now, I've got a lot of people I know in the indoor business, obviously. Got a lot of fans of the indoor uh, game itself. I I call it the cult following of a sport because that's what really, in reality, fans of indoor football are. We are not your regular mold. That's what I say. We are not your your regular NFL mode, though we like the NFL. We love it sometimes. But those with the cult following like I have, you know, they're deep into it. That having been said, in the IFL, the Indoor Football League itself, they got a new team. It's an expansion team. And uh, they had a big production. And, and I, I think my statements are going to go to those that are that cult following. And one thing that most teams have to do, which which stinks in reality, because it really kind of affects the game itself. Those that don't know, they got a thing called the franchise, not the franchise, but the franchise. The, uh, the premise of it is, is that the fans make the decisions on the coaching, on the players, who gets cut, who doesn't get cut. Uh, the, but mainly the plays that are called out on the field each and every game. Well, they started this and somewhat successfully. They lost the game. Don't get me wrong. The Nebraska Danger are a good football team. And, and it don't matter if they don't have Mike Davis as the head coach of that football team. Uh, they, brought, they, kept, they kept the coaching with the people who knew that, that whole situation there. Uh, so that's a good football team, the Nebraska Danger, for those that don't know within indoor football and the indoor football league itself. So it's no great big surprise that the Nebraska Danger won that game. But a lot of fans of this league, those 
cult followers, I'll say, really had a problem with it. And I am a cult follower, but I also understand kind of the business on what has to happen in order to maybe build a following, never mind a cult following, but at least build a following of a football team. They have to do something to get notice. How did they do that? They let the fans call the plays. Fans got the choice of like three or four plays, and the coach calls that play that wins the, wins the voting. And, yes, they do it in a matter of seconds. So at least that's the, what they say goes on. Now, I'm sure coach wants a certain play regardless on a certain thing. Coach has got to try to win a football game. I get it. The coach may know what play is going to be played regardless in certain situations, regardless of what the fans say, but it don't matter. They make it sound like they're the ones that chose it. Now, they chose the two-point conversion because there were a couple times where you go, you don't kick the two-point, you don't go for a two-point conversion here. Um, but they did it anyway, and they went with that part of it. So it's an interesting concept. The Screaming Eagles lost that game, which is fine. I mean, they're an expansion team. You can't expect an expansion team to come out and take over the whole league. Unless you got over in Champions Indoor Football. The Kansas City Fams are going to be a good football team. According to paper, okay, because paper, they've got us stacked. And those, the, the Kansas City Phantom are in Champions Indoor Football League. But when you have an expansion team, you got to expect to take the bump and bumps and bruises. You got to expect not to have it. You got to figure out the talent. What talent is actually coming at you? What talent do you have to set yourself up to, to get ready for all these kind of things are the questions that they have to ask. That having been said, I actually enjoyed it. I mean, and, and I, I love indoor football. And I, but I actually enjoyed watching the fans have a good time. I enjoyed this game big time. And I, I tell everybody, people don't believe me. I'd rather go to an indoor championship game than the NFL. I'd enjoy myself more. I, I love the game more. But I like to see the fans enjoy that. And I'm going to tell you right now, proponents of this, I get what they're talking about. I get, I get exactly what those oh, the, the, the cult followers are saying. I completely understand it. But knowing what I know about it, it they got to make sure that they keep the fans coming back. They had over 8,000 people at that game. I'm going to tell you right now, most teams don't get over 8,000 people at, at, in two games, never mind just one, maybe even three, depending on the franchise. Sometimes four. I mean, if you only can pull... 2000 a game that's four games that they did in one so you know so whatever the case may be it don't matter if they gave away the Texas they had 8,000 people in that stadium over 8,000 and I I liked it I, I enjoyed seeing the fans have a good time feeling like they're a part of that team I get it where will it be as far as the success of the team you know, and this is just because I've been watching. I don't expect a lot of success if that's the way they're going to do it. But at the same time, if they feel like they're a part of it, they'll keep coming back. The question is, is will the franchise keep playing with that idea? 
And my biggest question is if they ever get to a point where they are in the playoffs and they do have a home game and they do that, will they let the fans decide on the game in a playoff game? Now, granted, I might be talking a little spring chicken here, but it's always something in the back of my mind. But a very interesting, Sports Illustrated was uh, the, I don't know if the game, from what I'm hearing was just a game sponsor, that first game. They're not a regular add-on to that. So, I don't know. It's really, it's really an interesting situation. It's a really interesting getup that they got going on there. So, now, for the folks that are in this area, my locals, you've got two indoor football teams to go check out. I went to the Dallas Marshalls uh, preseason game last night. Next week, uh, I think it's Friday, Thursday or Friday, they got a, a preseason game for the Texas Revolution. Over at the Allen Event Center, one of my favorite places to go. I like that place. I love that stadium. And obviously, the Texas Revolution uh, getting me into the business where I'm at today. So, um, if you got the opportunity, get over there for that game because that's where it's at. That's where the indoor and my one of the uh, fine sponsors of our show, uh, Butch Wesson of Wesson General Contracts, is going to be at that game. Uh, it's a good opportunity to get together with people, and we're going to figure something out for that. It's going to be a real good situation there. So that being said, um, that's going to do it for our show here today as we rocked it out here for a little bit here on a Sunday morning. As plans have changed and everything has turned upside down, so we are kind of lost in uh, uh, where we're at. That being said, though, we will be back on Sunday. We will be back on air for a full three-hour day. Uh, I'm uh, I'm wide open nine to noon that day as I'm working the night I'm working the uh, late shift at my regular job. So join us set. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have Cuervo. Maybe it's Tarvin. We haven't heard from Tarvin. Wonder if he's having a show tonight. Check out Wayne Sports Talk if you have the opportunity tonight. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We're out here, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Bye bye.